but instead of admitting it and saying it's hard, but we're going to put in the work, we're going to hire the right people. We're going to find the right partners to help upskill the level of our team. And we're going to get there. Instead of saying that we say, yeah, there's gotta be an easier way. Can't we just buy something to fix this thing? <laughs> the answer is no. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. Would you believe it's snowing? No, I can't because it's 80 degrees and sunny here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me check the time. It's not going to stick. I mean, nothing's sticking to the ground, but still, like, come on, guys. What is it? Uh, 36 and and scattered snow showers. I just... It's good. I mean, yes, the the first couple days of the week, we were in the mid 70s. Now it's going to be 55, 46, 53, up into the 60s, down into the low 40s again. We've got so much snow, even just like the two days in the 70s. A lot of the urban areas that haven't really thought about good drainage um, or are under construction have just become rivers. Um and there's a new development um, up north of Salt Lake um, that the the whole road collapsed, like sunk. Oh, really? Yeah, probably 20 feet down, just boom. Wow. Through this neighborhood, yeah. So, I, I'm I'm as much as I'm tired of the cold and the snow right now. Again, April 13th. Uh, I think the slow warm up is is definitely needed. We don't want to we don't want to flood everything. So yeah. Yeah, so like I said, it's uh, sunny and 80 degrees here today, and it's actually kind of needed it to to move stuff out. So these are the last two episodes in this studio. Uh, Uh, Changes, changes. uh, Yeah, it's coming. And by the way, so like I was telling you earlier about this co-working space I've been looking at, just with the, the, the situation, the living situation, I mean, there'll be a place for me to work, but I think it'll also be good to go to a co-working space for couple days a week as well yeah um to get back into a good routine and one of the pictures they showed at one of the locations they have it looks like a podcasting room oh cool like it's set up like like the sound dampening and got that it's it's got a mic already wired up in the room so probably in a week or two i'll go take a tour of that and see what it's like to you know see what it costs what it's like to to reserve space there cool how how far away are you going from where you are um, I mean, we're, we're moving for right now. We're moving about 20 minutes away. Okay. Um, we're going to stay with my in-laws for, for a little while and then um, look for something once the housing market kind of cools. Got it. Okay. So we, we had a great opportunity to, to sell our house and they were more than happy to, to let us crash for crash for a little while until we find, find something new. I want, I want to continue the conversation, conversation with last last where we were talking, we were talking about from vendor center side things where you're moving, moving your client, your client forward. I want to jump, I want to, jump to the client side. Um, um, and, and, and the question, question I want to pose, pose 
this this week is, is what do you what do, you do in your organization always, always the next the next project is to solve all of all of their problems and caveat to this is is this exists in every organization, organization one degree one degree to another but there's there's those, those that are really 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 bad so so what is it what is it like working work in an organization like this where the next technology the next tool the next vendor is going to solve all of their problems so I think there's a couple of primary reasons why it happens. Number one, I think it happens, to, at least it happens to me, is the, what do we, we call it the tech debt. Like I, the, the, the legacy thing is oftentimes feels so messy and misaligned that we almost get to a point where like, it would be easier just to get in something new or start fresh. Right. So it may not even be like a next piece of technology. It may be, let's just do a whole new re-implementation of this thing. I know I've done that countless times with my like to-do lists. You know, I'll get it all set up and organized and structured and color coded, and then I'll start using it. And then I, it's not working anymore. Or I stop using it and I'm like, well, I got to delete everything, you know, and start from scratch. I have a I have an app on my phone uh, called Streaks where I try to keep track of goals and I'll get it all set up and organized and I'll do really well, but then my goals will slip and I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm going to delete everything and reset it up again. So I think I think there's a bit of that where the uh, incumbent technology feels almost like a barrier to getting what we want done done. And not that it is, but it's this mental construct that we've been using this thing. It hasn't been working perfectly. I don't want to try to retrofit it or, you know, make it work. It, it's easier just to buy something new or take that thing I was using and just completely, you know, brand new blank canvas, whatever it takes. I, I just need to get rid of everything that was there because it's just too overwhelming to me. I think there's a lot of that that happens. Um, but I also think there's a lot of immediate instant gratification, that, that happens as well in that a lot of these problems that we're solving are really challenging. They're difficult. It takes time and, and people don't like to put in time to fix problems. We want fix now, right? Like I just, if I buy a new piece of technology and slap the code in my TMS and push it out, all our problems are going to be fixed because the, the alternative is, is that we have to spend months and months and fix people problems and fix process problems and, invest in training and maybe hire and it's like really complicated it would be so much easier if i could just buy a new piece of technology or upgrade my existing technology and then all my problems are solved but i don't know that i've ever seen that work um i i mean sure you know you, it, it adds new opportunities but it, it doesn't fulfill that promise that or, or even that that lie that we've convinced ourselves of is that all it's going to take is for us to buy a new piece of technology and then all our problems are, are solved. The, the technology is a tool. It, it's something that we're, we're using, but there's lots of other things that are part of what we're doing. And we need to think more um, deliberately about solving problems. And again, the types of problems we're solving are typically very complex, challenging problems that simply take a lot of time. And um, I don't I don't know if you have any examples. Again, I'm trying to like, go through my memory bank here to see if I have any examples where going and buying a new technology magically just fixed everything. Um, I can think of a lot of examples the opposite where 
we were convinced it was going to fix everything. It didn't. And then we're just more, maybe even more frustrated than we were before. We, we, we thought this was going to fix it and it didn't. And it was like, now what? Yeah. So something that immediately comes to mind are, I have seen the occasions where clients I've been involved with organizations I've worked for, where as the organization matures, they've realized they've hit a ceiling with something and they've exhausted all options. So they, they've decided to, to make the jump from one platform to another. Um, and, and really this is the, the biggest case in our world has been, I have worked with organizations as they've worked up the maturity curve. They started with just basic Google analytics. And then as they've hit a ceiling there, um, where I've come in and helped them is, is upgrades to, to Adobe analytics. Um, you know, I, I, I could work with either tool. I mean, Adobe analytics is my wheelhouse. I'll just put that caveat in there, but those, there's one client in particular that I've now been working with for, for seven years. And when I came in, they were making that upgrade from free GA to Adobe analytics because they'd hit that ceiling. And that's not what we're talking about. I do want to say that as well. That's not what we're talking about, but I do want to say, I've seen that where they have replaced systems. And in this case, they're, they've been incredibly successful because they said, this is the new system that's going forward. And we're upgrading for these reasons. We, we, we have these specific use cases that we want to solve for that the free tool will not do. So we need to upgrade to a paid tool. Um, but where it's just the quick swap of now paid GA for paid Adobe. No, that's not, yeah, those have never, ever worked because both of those paid tools, yes, there are differences. I don't want to start a fight there, but for the most part, (laughs) they're going to solve many of the same use cases, maybe different how you get there. Um, yeah, but moving from one to the other, it's not because one is going to catapult them forward. It's because of someone's personal preference. Yeah. And I think you hit on, I think you hit on the key point there. It's that, yeah, I mean, the next piece of technology, new tools sometimes can be incredibly valuable, but it all comes down to the process and the reason why you're you're doing that. So if I've used a set of tools, I've learned as much as I can, I've maximized what I can do with it, I really understand the problem I'm trying to solve for. And then I'm very deliberate to either go buy an upgrade or buy something to complement it. I'm in a much better position for that decision to pay off massively. The the what we're talking about, we're not talking about that. You know, and, and so from an analogy perspective, I, you know, I could use some cheap knives I bought at Walmart in the kitchen and get as much as I can out of them, different use cases, knowing what I prepare in the kitchen. Am I cutting up meat? Am I pre- prepping vegetables? And, and really use that opportunity to learn as much as I can about what I'm trying to solve for, learn as much as I can about the abilities and limitations of the tools that I own. And then I'm really well positioned to then upgrade and go buy some nicer knives. And I know exactly why I'm buying them and what I'm looking for and what I want to solve for. And I'm going to be in a much better position to spend my money wisely on something that is going to take my culinary skills to a whole other level. 
that's and and we see that happening your 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 example with the the client that you referenced is a great example of that that's not the challenge that we're talking about here the challenge that we're talking about here is when organizations haven't put in that work they haven't learned the limitations they haven't really learned what they're trying to solve for all they know is something isn't working and well let's just go buy something else it's going to fix the thing that's not working your your probability of picking something that's going to work is so incredibly low. And the fact that you haven't addressed all of the other outlying factors around why it's not working, you can buy the greatest set of knives in the world. If you don't have the right cutting board, if you don't have the right technique, you know, you're going to be like, these knives suck. (laughs) You know, you can, the same applies to analytics and MarTech tools. Um, if you don't have the right people, if you don't have the right skill and training, if you don't know what you're trying to solve for, the greatest analytics tool in the world isn't going to solve the problems for yeah. you. And that's one of the, the root causes that I see for this cycle happening is um, um, skill sets, both on the research side as well as the implementation section side. Um, where I've seen clients stuck in what um, is, is that, that they, they see the need for a tool, they buy they the hey, get to get to get on and running, they don't actually take the diligence and time to truly make sure it's being implemented correctly. So if it gets implemented half ass, or it gets implemented with issues. And when they it can't when it doesn't do what they want it to do, they just think, well, if we just buy the, the next tool, that'll do what we want it to do. Yeah, and this is where having a guide that is experienced to tell you what you need to be thinking about and what you should be um, worried about is so important. And that guide can be someone within your organization, someone that has been hired to lead your your strategy. It could be a third party like 33 Sticks or others, um, because most aren't going to give you that sort of insight into your decision making. In fact, most agencies, as we've talked about, many have um, financial relationships with vendors, and they're going to be more than happy to tell you that the tool that they rep is going to solve all your problems. What what you really need is an independent guide to help tell you what you need and what things to be aware of. And even if the tool is the right selection, you bring up some really good points that there needs to be some open discussion on risks and how is this like... We, we have this expectation that as, as technology improves and maybe one day this changes, but we're not there today. We, we can't just deploy the technology and think things are, are going to work. I, I had this discussion with a prospect where that was kind of the expectations like, hey, we just need someone to come in that understands this technology and, and implement it and customize it for us. And then we're, we're going to be good. And I told them, I said, look, I would love to sell you that, but this project is fraught with risks and and the risks are one we don't have someone to work with on your side that we can share our knowledge with and mentor through this process so the minute we leave you're not going to have anyone that understands the nuances of how this works and they're not going to be able to maintain it if something breaks they're not going to know how to troubleshoot and fix it and that concerns me um and 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 to further complicate things you have no one on your side that 
understands the data, understands how to use the tool. So sure, we can implement this to you and for for you and give you this incredible data. But no one knows how to use it. And you're going to be frustrated and you're going to blame me and say, you know, Jason sold us something that doesn't work. No, it, it works, but you just don't have someone that knows how to use it. Um, and, and this is where having an honest, trustworthy guide to help have those conversations is so critical because there are so many agencies, so many vendors that are more than happy to sell you the next piece of technology and tell you it's going to fix all your problems. There's very few that will say, yes, this piece will fix your problems, but unless we do A, B, and C, it's not going to work. And so we have to address those things as well. Yeah. And you bring up a, a good point because outside of digital analytics, you know, and then seeing the issues frequently because that, that's where I focus. The other place where I often see this happen is it within project management. Like there are often deep rooted issues within the organization that the, the only way to solve it or the bandaid everyone just keeps trying to put on there is, is the next piece of software is or the next process instead of really looking like why do we have trouble with project execution it's the let's slap a new piece of software on it let's slap a new way of using that software on it instead of really looking at the problem and because looking at the problem is really hard <laughs> and again i think if everyone listening to themselves is honest with them if everyone listening to this is honest with themselves i think they would recognize some of these patterns in their own personal life because i know it inflicts me all the time i i want a quick fix i'm i want to go you know my my to-do list isn't working it's it's got to be that i'm using this to-do list instead of that to-do list so i'm going to go buy a new one and that's going to fix my problems you know what never fixes no. my problems because most of the times it's not the technology. They're all really great. Sure. They do things a little bit different, but they're all really, really good. The problem isn't in the technology. It's not in the tool I'm, bu I'm buying. The problem's with Jason. It's right here. It's right here between, between the ear. You know, there's, there's things that I have to fix about myself and sure there's a gradient within those products that may help address those issues and, and, and curate a path that will make it easier for me to adopt. But still, there's no technology in the world that's going to fix the problems that make my to-do list break down and not work. Those are those are people and process issues that need to be fixed and the greatest technology in the world isn't going to to fix it. And I and I and I think it's a trap in Martech that so many fall into that especially in analytics it's it's really hard. You need the right people. You need the right level of skill and experience and expertise. You need the right processes in place so that our data doesn't become this huge, you know, trash bin that is just overflowing of with data that's garbage. Like there's so many things that have to be taken into consideration and it's hard. It is hard and it's okay to admit that. But instead of admitting it and saying it's hard, but we're going to put in the work, we're going to hire the right people, we're going to find the right partners to help upskill the level of our team and we're going to get there instead of saying that. We say, yeah, there's got to be an easier way. Can't we just buy something to fix this thing? <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah. And and how we started off this this topic was um, every organization suffers from this, from uh, from one degree to another. To your point, every person you know deals with this from 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 one degree to to another. It's it's really those organizations where this is always the savior. Every year, every other year, 
um, and I've worked for organizations like this, every other year, this new thing, this new solution is going to be the savior for all of our problems. And it never is. Never. And, and I'll call out the analytics industry in this is, this is, and yes, I, and I'll caveat with this. I've engaged with clients where re-implementation was the only way. Things had gotten absolutely so, so spaghettied, and don't get me wrong, yeah. that's not an easy undertaking. But things had gotten it's so not. spaghettied. It's not. You had so many hands in there managing it over the years. There is no way to retrofit. You just got to start yeah. from scratch. But like the, going down that road, like in my opinion, like you have to exhaust all other options. You have to, and they, and and again, when you do, and that's and that's what's yes, you're right, like. Getting to that point, absolutely. There are companies that that is the answer. But if if we haven't put in the work and we say, oh, our answer is just to re-implement, it's going to fail again. Yeah. But if you've put in the work to understand, well, how did we get here in the first place? What can we do different next? If you've, if you've really put in the work to examine that, then when you make that very big decision to do a re-implementation, you're in such a better position to do an implementation that's going to be sustainable and is really going to work for you because you understand the nuances. You understand the mistakes that you made previously that we're now going to learn from. If we don't take that time to reflect on the mistakes we made, we, we're not going to do it better the next time. How, how can we? I mean, I guess maybe by chance, by luck, Maybe we maybe we hire some some external advisors to help push us in the right direction, but but really that that work to understand again how can we maximize what we have? What are we trying to get out of what we have? What are the capabilities? What are the shortcomings? What mistakes have we made? What skills are we lacking? Until we've gone through that process, we're really not in a position to buy the next thing that is going to solve our problems in a better way. Because absolutely. Re-implementing, re-implementation, buying new technologies, buying new tools absolutely can take your game to another level. But you have to know why you're buying those things and you have to be able to be educated enough to be in a position to buy the right things for, for you. Yeah. And that's where I, I was going with like saying, like calling out the analytics space because you know, we've talked about so many times, like people moving from one job to the next to the next their answer is always, well, let's just do it new, do it my way. They get mm-hmm. started and then they move on and things are in in the same position because what they picked up was somebody that started building something then moved on. Now someone else, you know, now they've come in to start building something in their image and have now moved on. It's like there's none of this like, let's build stuff that's, you know, you know, or let's design stuff that's built to last, you know? And again, like, you know, we, 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 you and I were talking about like the, we're, we're the, we're quickly becoming the, the get off my lawn guys. Yeah. But it's true. Nobody's building anything to last. That They're not. And I'm laughing because, um, I think this was pre 33 sticks. Um, hold on. Um, but to, to your point, I, I was working with a company that was struggling with their, their analytics and I got in there and I started pulling things apart and their analytics manager was making some really interesting decisions on their implementation. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious on why you're, you're going down this path or some of this decision-making. Um, I want to make sure I understand kind of your strategy, make sure I 
figure out why there are these gaps between what we're doing and, and why the business is failing to kind of get value out of this. And the, and the answer was, well, this is how I did things at, at my last job and it worked really, really well. And so I'm just using it as a blueprint to do that here. I'm like, you, you worked for, um, you worked for a hotel before, and this company sells high-end DNA sequencing devices to hospitals. Literally, they're not the same. Two, two different businesses. <laughs> so, and that isn't to say that there's not kind of cross-pollinization and things that you can learn from, from, other, from other industries, but um, you have to understand the uniqueness of the companies that you're working for and buy the, again, buy the right technologies and solutions and what? <laughs> um, buy the right things that you need for that specific, because even in like hospitality, two different hotels have two completely different problems. So if we're buying this new technology because XYZ hotel across the street is in, I'm like, yeah, but they sell a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as, as we begin to, to, to wrap up, um, I have two questions for you. Do you see anything that, or like, what do you see as the path to helping organizations get out of this mindset of the next thing, the next tool, the next piece of technology is going to cure all of our ills? I think the biggest thing is that uh, is is helping organizations understand what it is that they want to accomplish. Because I, I think that, that so many organizations have an idea, but they're not clear with themselves and they're not deliberate enough in what they're trying to do. And so any time, any type of solution that they put in place really is a best guess for what they're trying to do because they're not even sure what they're trying to do. So again, we can use the analogy of, of cooking, or I'm going to use the analogy of playing the guitar. So I bought, I bought a guitar that Randy made. Um, and in order for me to get to a certain place, I need to know what it is do I want to accomplish? Do I want to be able to play some of my favorite songs at home? Do I want to play in local clubs? Do I want to be like the next big band that sells out stadiums? Um, I have to be clear with myself. Otherwise, the decisions I'm making to invest my time in learning, in in technology and hardware that I use with guitar is unstructured. They're, you know, I'm not, I'm just doing stuff to do stuff, but I'm not trying to solve anything specifically. And I think that that's where so many organizations are. It's like, hey, we got a guitar where we want to play music. I'm like, dude, there's such a broad spectrum of what that means. And if we're not clear on where we want to go, we could end up with a house full of guitar pedals and amps and all this stuff. And all we really wanted to do is be able to pluck a few songs on the guitar and, and we'd be happy. And, and so we've misaligned where we've invested our time and our money with where we truly want to get to. And, and I think that that's where we have to start. We have to work with organizations to say, okay, the, the time of just buying analytics so we could have a guitar and play music is over because clearly you're frustrated. You're not getting the value out of you. You want out of it. And a big part of it is, is you don't know what you want to get out of it. We want to be data driven. We want to be data informed. What does that even mean? Like, well, I want to play the guitar. Okay, cool. Again, do you want to play in your basement or do you want to play in front of 100,000 people at Wembley Stadium? Because those are two completely different paths and both of those are fine but we need to know which path 
that we want to go down so we can get the right gear, so we can buy the right technology, so we can hire the right people, so we can put the right discipline in place. Which path do we want to go down? And let's be honest with ourselves because we're all not going to be able to sell out stadiums you know, across the world. And that's okay. Maybe we just want to play in local clubs and that's what we want to do. Cool. Let's craft an experience and a path for us to get there. But it starts with being honest with ourselves is where do we want to go? What do we want to accomplish with our investment in analytics? And then take that future state and work backwards and we'll pick the right technologies. We'll get the right people. We'll build the right processes. But if we don't know where we're trying to get to, again, it's luck. You know, we might get lucky and buy the right thing. We might get lucky and then hire the right person. But it's just by chance, not because we're being deliberate and going out and selecting what we need to select for the path that we've decided to go down. Yep. Um, and one one last question, uh, specifically thinking of digital analytics. What does all of this mean in or from the perspective of sustainable analytics? Again, I think it means everything. I'm, I'll go back to the guitar scenario. Um, you know, if, if all I want to do is have some fun and play some things in my house and I'm not honest with myself, so I'm out there just buying stuff because I want to sound different or better, but I don't know what I'm trying to solve for, what ends up happening? You're going to, again, I'm going to have like a room full of gear and pedals and amps and effects and all this stuff that I don't use that's just piling up and collecting dust and falling apart and I'm not maintaining it because I have no idea what I'm trying to do. The same is true for analytics. If we don't have a purpose and a path and a very deliberate reason for buying the things that we're trying to buy, we're going to buy all sorts of gear and gadgets because it's what we do when we don't know what it is that we're trying to accomplish because the gear and gadget damn it, it makes us feel good and accomplished and like we're doing something. And then we end up with rooms full of stuff that we just don't use and maintain because we had no vision for why we were buying it in the first place. Yeah. And the the home fitness industry is, is, oh, is also huge the one. same thing. Yeah, you know, get, absolutely. Getting the, the latest gizmo um, and whatnot. Yeah, they're, they're also the same way. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's because of, in the short term, we get that, I think Evan would say, we get that dopamine hit where we went and bought a new piece of gear for our home gym and I'm excited, I'm going to work out and it's going to make me, yeah, it works for how long? A week or two? And then mm-hmm. it goes in the pile with everything else because we're lacking the structure, we're lacking the focus, we're lacking the discipline, like all these other things that are critical for being able to maximize our purchases. And even before maximizing our purchases, informing us on which purchases we need. You know, I may go out and buy a $4,000 rowing machine. It's like, yeah, but the rowing machine doesn't solve for what I'm trying to solve for. So it's just going to sit in the corner. You know, we have to know why we're buying what we're buying. And the things we are buying have to support a vision of some future state that we're trying to get to. And if we don't know what that future state is, how are we ever knowing, going to know what to buy in order to help us get there? Yeah, we won't. Very well said. Cool. So let's go ahead and wrap up there for, for this week. I've got, I, I don't want to add anything to that. So I just kind of want to leave that there. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up there and uh, catch everybody later. See you. See you.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.